Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Pfizer is just out with some news about its testing of children and found its vaccine safe and effective in kids as young as 12. In fact, 100% effective at preventing symptomatic illness. 12-year-olds responded better than older teens. This data will now be submitted to the FDA in the hopes kids will be vaccinated before the new school year. COVID cases are rising in at least 27 states and Washington, D.C. Witnesses take the stand in tears at Derek Chauvin murder trial in Minneapolis, among them the teenager who recorded the ex-police officer pressing his knee to George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more. More testimony is expected today. President Biden plans to take the wraps off a $2 trillion infrastructure package at a stop in Pittsburgh this afternoon. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. The plan includes things like $621 billion to repair roads, bridges, and airports with a goal of modernizing 20,000 miles of highways and streets and to build 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations by 2030. Republican lawmakers are already raising opposition to Mr. Biden's plan to pay for it by raising and corporate taxes. Americans are still struggling with the cost of medical care. CBS's Jim Crisula. 20% of adults in the United States, about 50 million people, say they could not afford to pay for quality health care. According to a study from Gallup, health care unaffordability runs considerably higher among black adults, nearly 30 percent. More people are paying for air travel. Correspondent Vicki Barker on a new study that finds a tiny minority are blamed for the vast majority of pollution it causes. The report says 12 percent of Americans were responsible for 66 percent of all U.S. flights in 2018. The environmental group behind the report wants to see frequent flyers pay surcharges based on how often they fly. Before you dip your pita chip. America, how do you must? The FDA has just announced a warning about Sabra classic hummus because of possible salmonella contamination. The agency says the company is voluntarily recalling 2,100 cases of 10-ounce containers after a routine screening. No illnesses or consumer complaints have been reported. The late Kobe Bryant's daughter is celebrating 18-year-old Natalia sharing her joy on social media after she was accepted to USC. S&P futures are up six. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. You decided to upgrade your outdoor deck. So you ordered the essentials, a power washer, a set of patio chairs, and a shiny new grill. And you use your Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping and up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member, which you put towards your most essential deck addition, a bird feeder. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <coughs> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A reality TV show star has been arrested. Jen Shah is a fixture on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. In this town, I'm Queen B. The first season aired this year, and Shah was usually the most vocal. Now she's under arrest along with one of her several assistants. The federal government says she ripped off hundreds of victims in a telemarketing scam. A special agent writing, they were motivated by greed and built their opulent lifestyle at the expense of vulnerable working class people. The complaint says they sold bogus business services for years to as recently as this month. The Bravo star faces a maximum of 50 years in prison. Matt Piper, CBS News. An unexpected star in the NCAA. UCLA! UCLA beat number one seed Michigan 51 to 49 to make it to the final four for the first time since 2008. Gonzaga topped Southern California 85 to 66. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. 
How clean is your nose? Most airborne germs and allergens invade through the nose, your body's air filter, its first line of defense. You wash your hands and brush your teeth, but what about your nose? Did you know there's an easy way to keep your nose clean and help your body protect itself? It's called Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to clean your nose by flushing out pollen, mucus, bacteria, and viruses. Millions use Navage for fast, all-natural relief from sinus congestion and allergies and to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it comes with an absolute guarantee of satisfaction. And 50,000 independent online reviews averaging 4.7 stars show just how much people love their Navage. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Now you can clean your nose and help protect your health with Navage. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, and Rite Aid. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Make good nasal hygiene your new normal with Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. Spring is here. What a better way to celebrate than with a new color and style from the Infinity Salon. As a Goldwell Ambassador Salon, color is our specialty. Whether it's a balayage, platinum blonde, brilliant rich reds, or beautiful brunettes, we perform all the latest techniques to achieve the perfect color and style to fit your individuality. The Infinity Salon, to infinity and beyond your expectations. TheInfinitySalon.com, 740-594-4600. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. This time of the year, the weather changes quickly. And when you want to know about the school closings, you'll get them on Classic Hits 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Listen every morning from 6 till 8.30 for the complete list that affects you. The school closings on WATH is brought to you by Ohio Health Oblenis Hospital. Believe in we. The school closings when you want them on your center for winter weather information classic hits 970 wath and 97.1 fm people say treat yourself like you need a reason but mcdonald's treats are perfect for every day like bold mccafe iced coffee get any size for $1.69 or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar the largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. I-N-E-P-T. track. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, here we are at midweek. We've got a conference game coming up this week at home, but uh, let's get away from uh, talking about uh, football on the field and go back and do a little more. Uh, well, that's right. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, this is where we get away from practice, take a little break, and start talking about all them uh, traditions that's steeped in the history of NF Tech football and what we have loaned to the legend and lore of the game of football, that great game of football. Most of the folks don't know about the great contributions that NF Tech's made. A lot of the terminology that we use in connection with football today actually uh, developed uh, right here on the campus of NF Tech. Well, that's right, uh, especially with yours truly right at the helm. And, and you know, sometimes uh, folks uh, don't get credit for what they do, and, and we hadn't gotten what you call your good publicity about our program. And that's the reason for this here program. We sure are glad for all them listeners out there listening to my fine show right here on this station. Well, what kind of uh, NF Tech uh, football history lesson are you going to give us today? Well, I was thinking, uh, coming on the way over to the office, uh, about a boy what played for me back in 19 and 39. You know, that's that's a long ways back. Uh, a feller named of a Weird Art Marco. You know, Weird Art, he was kind of a strange boy. In fact, uh, he's what you call one of a kind, and there wasn't a whole lot of other folks on the ball team that uh, would associate with Weird Art. You know, uh, he had kind of his own way of doing things, and he was uh, what you call a defensive lineman, and whenever uh, Weird Art was playing on the line, uh, they wasn't nobody else what would line up with him uh, on there. They, they'd all line up uh, 
three, four, five, seven, nine yards back behind him because they didn't want to get close to him. And, and so that's what where that uh, term odd man front come from because Weird Art, he was an odd man, and now they refer to it anytime you have an odd number of folks on the line. That's what you call your odd man front. But that comes from, from an odd man named Weird Art Marco who played back at NAP Tech over in 19 and 39. Amazing, Coach. Well, I knew you'd think so, and we ain't done yet. We'll be back with more right after this message. And the Coach Archer Show proudly brought to you by the fine personnel at the wastewater treatment plant here in Athens. Coach Turf, we enjoyed uh, listening to the background of the terminology, uh, odd man front, as it developed right here at Inept Tech. Back in uh, 19 and 39. Right. Anything else uh, that you've got to, to tell us about uh, football lore here? Well, you know, we was talking about weird art, Markle. You know, I was thinking about another fella that... Uh, that uh, was a couple donuts short of a dozen, played for us back in 1951, a feller named of uh, Three-Fingered Duckman. You know, he was a quarterback. He was a reserve quarterback, didn't get in the games too much. And, he, see, he had only three fingers on his throwing hand. So anytime he threw the football, it kind of wobbled a little bit and resembled kind of a wounded bird flying through the air. And anytime he throwed a pass, they named it after him. They call it a wounded duck. Well, Coach, what kind of completion percentage did he have? Well, not real good. Every one of them wounded ducks got shot down. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Yes, it's a Wednesday. What a difference a day can make, right? Yesterday we had beautiful sunshine. This morning it's gray and overcast and wet. And I guess it's going to be different tomorrow, too. It's going to be cold. It's a free-for-all. It's the party line. It's 97 AM and FM. Athens, Ohio. Well, Scott, I tell you what. Let's see here. Let's go through the list. Today is National Crayon Day. National Tater Day. Taters. Yeah. Like potatoes, right? That's what they're getting at. Yeah, the, like the spuds. You, you, I was reading this morning there are over 200 different types of potatoes in really? the United States. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to look into that. Maybe there's a potato I would like even better than what I've had. Yeah, maybe you haven't seen it. And who doesn't like taters, right? I mean, how many different ways can you make them? If it, it is also the most uh, consumed vegetable in the United States. Okay, Red Wagon Day, National Little Red Wagon Day. I have a green one. Um, how, I, wait, 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 wait. My, how, how long have you had this? Well, a couple, I don't know, eight or ten years. I was ready for like 40 years. Oh, no. No, I got it to uh, pull around yard waste and stuff uh, like that. And, yeah. But it's green. Anyway, today's National Little Red Wagon Day. Today's National Prom Day. You know, I haven't heard exactly. Are are the schools, all our area schools, are they able to have a prom this year? I haven't seen a whole lot about them. Now, the uh, Women's Panhellenic Association at Ohio University sponsored a prom dress day yes. last weekend for I saw that. folks to come get a prom dress free of charge. So my guess is um, I, somehow they're going to try to do them. Yeah. yeah. Manatee Appreciation Day. 
Isn't that kind of like a big seal? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an ocean big. mammal. So, so, I mean, other than... You see them a lot in Florida. See, but I mean, do they have some reason to be appreciated? Um, what I, good do they do? I mean, I like all critters. I, you know, we we get all kinds of national appreciation days, so it's <laughs> kind of like you know the whale, the dolphin, mm-hmm. the por- uh, porpoise. Like some people call them. So the manatee is in there as well. National Bunsen burner day. What? Yeah. See. Why um, do they, we need that? Yeah. When you ask about manatees, well, there's another classic example right there. And then the Bunsen last, burner. The last one, National Clams on the Half Shell Day. Now, that one I can take. Yeah. All right, so we've done that. Now, people may say about the Bunsen burner, yeah. too, that without those, we may not be able to develop chemicals that that uh, protect things that that enhance our way of life, uh, medicines, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can see that too. Hey, you know, on uh, Art Turf this morning, if I can add this real quick, that that, that uh, Wes Farkle character he was talking about mm. for the Odd Man Front, there was a sketch on uh, Rona Martin's Laugh-In. You, I'm sure you remember that show. Of course. With the Farkle family. All of them had bright reddish orange hair and freckles and uh dan rowan i think was the father in that frank farkle and he would introduce all the farkles frank farkle his wife fanny their kids sparkle and her sometimes twin charcoal farkle twin simon and gar farkle mark farkle flitz fritz flicker and fred farkle (laughs) i hope those shows are still around (laughs) In the sense of being able to, you know, get a DVD or a, I don't know how, you, or maybe they're streamed in a library at re, on request. You can get DVDs. They have those uh, infomercials yeah. at times advertising Rona Martin's Laugh-In. And that was always so funny when Dan Rowan would just rip off the names of all the Farkle family. Fritz Flicker and Fred Farkle and then a little girl at the end of the lineup she would look in the camera and go hi <laughs> she well, was let's the, see the littlest farkle <laughs> micro farkle yeah <laughs> um okay historical events the year 1146 on the state bernard of clairvaux c l a i r v a u X. Sounds good. I think I was close. I think you are. Preaches his famous sermon in the field at Vézelay. Vézelay. Urging the necessity of a second crusade. Louis Seventh and Eleanor of Aquitaine are present and join the crusade. 1492 on this date, Queen Isabella I of Castile and King Ferdinand II of um, Aragon issue the Alhambra Decree, which expels Jews from their kingdoms. Not very nice of them. 1657, English Parliament makes the humble petition to Lord Protector Oliver Cromwell, offering him the crown, he declines. And in 1920, the British Parliament accepts Irish Home Rule Law. Okay, let's see here. So we've got some uh, famous birthdays. Johann Sebastian Bach. Musical composer, primarily piano, but had many things turned into orchestral pieces as well. Uh, He was born on this date in 1685. He died in 1950. Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe, the hockey player. 
for the Chicago Blackhawks. I believe his number was number nine. I think it's been retired. This guy's a lot older than his picture. It says he was born on this date in 1928 and died in 2016. No, he played with the, uh, I was wrong, he played with the Red Wings. I'm thinking of somebody else. Detroit Red Wings. So this picture here is just a youngster. All right. Henry II, I am, I am. How's that song goes? Henry VIII, I oh, am, I oh. am. <laughs> <laughs> I had it messed you up. You can put any number you want in there, though. Make it work. Anyway, <laughs> he was born on this date in 1519, died in 1559. What's that? Only 30 years he lived. And then uh, this one, less known to me, Rene, Rene, Rene Descartes, D-E-S-C-A-R-T-E-S. Rene Descartes was a French-born philosopher, mathematician, and scientist who spent a large portion of his working life in the Dutch Republic, initially serving the Dutch state's army of Maurice of Nassau. So he was born on this date in 1596. Okay, two famous deaths to mention. One is that of Jesse Owens, the track star, of course. He was born in 1913, but died on this date in 1980. Another one, and going much farther back, Isaac Newton. Sir, right? Sir Isaac Newton. He was uh, born in 1642, but died on this date in 1727. The English mathematician. Theologian, astronomer, physicist, recognized as one of the greatest mathematicians and most influential scientists of all time, and as a key figure in the scientific revolution. Um. Hey, speaking of track meets, did the track meet start yet? Tonight. Tonight. Okay. Hopefully the rain I, will subside by yeah, then. I feel sorry for the fellows working out there. I cannot do it tonight. They're going to think I'm, you know, the last few years with, uh, how do I want to put it, Pat's health, um, I just haven't had the opportunity to be as there every time. Yeah, as involved as you'd like to be. But uh, I did it for 30 years. And... Uh, and I miss it. Yeah, well, I'm sure they would be looking forward to having you back as much as possible. Well, you know, Randy Nogrady, um, John Katowski, Steve Sloan, um, Paul Grippa. Um, we've got a great crew working there. And, and many others, too, that I probably should have mentioned. But... Um, The other thing is, you know, when we started years ago, we just had stopwatches. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, we have these uh, very sophisticated timing systems. And, um, but once in a while they have a hiccup. So, you know, you have to have a backup system running, too. <laughs> it, but but all in all, I'm very proud of um, the timing crew and all of that. Um, and the same crew works for both Athens High School and Ohio University. So uh, Clay Calkins over there and Adam Gonzi at uh, the high school. Cool. Very cool. Well, let's... Uh also, we <laughs> talk about backup systems. If all else fails, you can always grab your smartphone or cell phone, whatever it may be. There's timers on those yes, as well. And, and, of course, they didn't exist back in the day. Yeah, they, they won't be as precise as the mechanisms you have in place there with the electronic timing. But they'd be close. Sure. Anyway. Athens High School baseball started last night. 
day one, six to five. Beautiful night for baseball. Beautiful night for lots of stuff. Let's um, let's move ahead here into um, the COVID stats. All right. Um, in Athens County, uh, we have had since this all began a total of four thousand eight hundred and twenty cases. And these cases uh, typically last uh, three to five weeks, depending on the severity. Um, so, as of right now, we have 120, 176 cases that are active. Because, as I say, you, after a few weeks, you become better and then you're no longer an active case, most typically. So, 4820 cases since it began, 4642 have been recovered, and 176 are currently dealing with it. During the course of this, we have had 52 deaths, and of course, that's awful. Um, Now, Vaccinations. As of yesterday, around 2 p.m., the count was, for our county alone, 16,575 vaccinations. That's 25.4% of our our county population. That's cool. Okay? Keep it up. State of Ohio. There have been 1,015,577 cases. Um, There are presently basically 52,000 active cases. I had one... discrepancy where it said 50,865 but if you add the hospital ICU and non-ICU it's 52,000 these aren't always exactly perfect but people are trying real hard to keep good, good records here so we had a million 15,000 So far, 964,712 have recovered. Statewide, 18,609 deaths. Okay, vaccinations. Here we go. 3,000,000. 322,481 vaccinations had been administered as of yesterday around 2 p.m. That's 28.4% of the state's population. Again, that's another figure we should be very proud of, and it's growing every day. I think I heard or overheard that... uh, Governor DeWine was down in um, Meigs County yesterday visiting a vaccine center there. And uh, he's been moving about the state, checking on things. I believe the, uh, the state administration has been doing an excellent job. Um, that's merely an opinion. That's my opinion. Now, talk about doing a good job. Look at the U.S. vaccinations. We have 331 million people living in our, in our nation. As of yesterday, 145 million, almost 
146 million have been vaccinated. That's 44%. Remarkable and good news. Um, Nationwide, there have been a total of uh, over a half a million deaths. To be exact, 563,455. Well, worldwide, that's a, that figure is a little hard to compare to anything we know in our nation. But I'll share it just the same. Vaccinations worldwide, 7.2%. Just, just in case you're wondering, how many people live in the in the world? Seven point seven nine billion. Let's see here. So far, deaths worldwide: two point eight million. All right. Well, those are statistics that um, we share with you as often as we can. Um, let's see here. I came across a page on my email this morning, and it's let's see. It's called Post Up. I think it's a commercial, but it just, it reads so funny. So it's called The Post-Up, issue 78, March 31, 21. And I'll just read a few lines. Welp, guys, we did it. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, and we actually get to celebrate. While April 1st, 2020 was full of confusion, shock, and very few laughs, this year we get to bring back what matters, pranks. So get a head start on April. On April Fool's Day, that is, with this week's post-up, and then order in and save. Okay, so it must have something to do with the restaurant. So the next page reads, prank you very much. <laughs> uh, from pranking kits to pranking scholarships, there are a lot of ways to pull one over on your friends this year besides hiding behind the door and yelling, boo. Um... This section is called Quick Fights. Equal Opportunity Comedy. Need more comedians in your life? That just happened to be women? Woo-ha-ha. Is the platform you've been looking for a complete with shows, podcasts, and classes? Okay, well, anyway, this is just sort of a guide on how to have some fun, I guess with April Fool's Day. And uh, I just thought it was so odd I did print it and bring it in. Um, let's see here. What should I do next? Okay. Let's, um, let's, let's cover, first of all, a little bit of the news. So I'm sorry. We're going up and down in terms of Lightness to heaviness, lightness to heaviness. That, that is the way it is right now, isn't it? Yeah, kind of like the rain. So, from the New York Times, uh, they say cases, and of course they're talking about COVID, are rising again in the U.S. even as the vaccine campaign campaign accelerates. 
The news about the state of the pandemic in the U.S. has been largely positive in the past few months. The vaccines are highly effective, and millions of people are receiving doses each day. Cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have fallen sharply from their January peaks. But infections are rising again. The U.S. has averaged 65,000 new cases a day over the past week. Now, you remember many times the governor had said to us the goal was to have 50,000 or less daily. That's our governor. Anyway, let's go on with this story. Um, The U.S. has averaged 65,000 new cases a day over the past week, a 19% increase from two weeks ago. That puts the country... Close to last summer's peak, though still far below January levels. In January, there were a couple weeks where we hit 250,000 new cases daily. So I don't want to alarm you unnecessarily, but we also have to watch it very closely. So as those numbers make clear, the pandemic isn't over yet. And it may get worse in the next few weeks, but there are still strong reasons to be optimistic about COVID's trajectory in our nation, the United States. Well, what's driving cases up? Several factors are fueling the upturn. Um, A New York Times science reporter uh, is involved in this story, and it says a more contagious variant, the one first identified in Britain, called B117, is spreading. Some mayors and governors have continued to lift restrictions and mask rules, Many Americans are behaving less cautiously, and vaccinations have not gotten the country near herd immunity. The story goes on. Many experts are not surprised. For literally a month and a half, we've all been predicting that the second half of March is when B117 would become the dominant variant in the United States. And sure enough, here it is. By the way, this increase is not distributed equally. New York and New Jersey, those states have been bad and are not getting better. Michigan's cases are rising at an explosive rate. Hospitalizations are also rising rapidly in Michigan, with Jackson, Detroit, and Flint among the metro areas experiencing the highest rates of new cases in the outlook. In uh, I'm sorry, in the country, the outlook is more encouraging in much of the West and South. Though, cases have started to tick up a bit in Florida, where officials in Miami Beach instituted a curfew this month to prevent crowds of spring breakers from gathering. Still, compared to the country where we were in January, it's hands down way better. Well, I have probably seven more pages on this story, but I think you get the drift. That from the New York Times. Um, <coughs> with what's going on and economics and, you know, PPP and 
now they're they're finding loan opportunities for people who rent homes or are buying homes to help them make it through this mess. Um, and a company provided me with a report, and it's Wallet Hub. And it's entitled, 2021 Tax Burden by State in Tax Facts. Okay, so first of all, I haven't read this in advance. So we'll go through it together for the first time. But are they talking about sales tax, do you think? Uh, Possibly. Well, I mean... We have property taxes, but yep. I don't. I don't think they're talking about that. Well, let's let's go on. Yeah, let's let's see what we got. With tax day delayed till May seventeenth, and folks, I've mentioned that in passing, but normally April fifteenth every year you have to file your personal income taxes, right? Yes. This year it's May seventeenth. Just in case you didn't know that. With tax day delayed to May 17 due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, the personal finance website WalletHub today released its 2021 tax burden by state report as well as, um, well, more stuff. Paragraph. In order to determine which states tax their residents most aggressively, uh, they compared the 50 states based on three components of state tax burden. Oh, here, this explains it. I'm glad we got to this. Property taxes, individual income taxes, sales and excise taxes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. They group them all together. Yeah, a lot of them. Okay, so, let's see here. Did I bring in the full report? Evidently not. But I guess I'm always pleased when this happens. Uh, Generally, anyway. So, what I have is 11 states with the worst burden, or the highest burden, And it looks like 10 or 11 states with the lowest. The fact of the matter is, Ohio is not in either list. So, many times, I think it's okay that we're in the middle group. You know what I mean? Yes. So. That's typically close to where Ohio lands in these listings. So, the state with the highest tax burden... New Jersey, New York. You you got it the second time. New Jersey ranks seventh. But the total taxes that New York collects is 12.79%. Wow. Number two, you'll never get this one. Hawaii, 12.19%. Vermont comes in third. Maine, 4th, Connecticut, 5th, Minnesota, 6th, New Jersey, 7th, Rhode Island, 8th, Illinois, 9th, California, 10th, and Kansas, 11th. By the way, now that we're down to 11, what is the percentage? 9.36. Okay, let's look at the lowest group, right? All right. Okay, uh, we got a three-way tie for 40th place. Alabama, Montana, and South Carolina all have the same, and it's 7.45%. South Dakota, 7.37%. Oklahoma, 713 
Florida, the lowest, among the lowest, rather, 6.97. Yeah, they have no uh, income tax, right? I I don't know. Yeah, they, I think I've heard this. Yeah, they don't. A lot of which uh, is also why a lot of retirees mm-hmm. choose to go there. I yep. guess. Not to mention the weather. Okay, so going down to the the lowest, New Hampshire, then Delaware, then Wyoming, <laughs> then Tennessee, then at dead last, Alaska, and it's at five point one percent. Wyoming, 6.14. Interesting. Yeah. States with no income tax. I have some good friends. Um, in fact, if I mentioned the name, it would be rather well known. Um, they lived in this community for quite a while. He was a professor and so on. They live in uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And here, Delaware is... Third, as the third lowest, taxes, 6.21. And they're retired now living there. Do you think you would give all that much consideration to the tax record when you're going to retire somewhere? Well, a lot of people do. I guess so. Yep. There's a few pro athletes that have said they've relocated to certain states because they make so much money they don't want to pay that income tax too so it happens i found a list here as of 2021 the states with no income tax alaska florida nevada new hampshire south dakota tennessee texas washington and are you ready to do it again wyoming you got it you know there's something let me just say okay in case you don't know why we do this on Wyoming, uh, my freshman and sophomore year of college was at uh, Wyoming. And it was such a radical change from Columbus. And uh, it had many great qualities. It had some not so great. Uh, I like Wyoming to visit. I like Wyoming as a vacation spot. I like Wyoming to explore. I didn't care for it too much for an education. So we tease Wyoming on this show often, and I thought I should explain that. Okay, now you were saying. (laughs) There has been this tax issue surfaced recently with the pandemic of folks working from home mm-hmm. and paying city income tax while they are not working in the city. So, for instance, if they live outside of the city of Columbus, but typically they work inside the city of Columbus, you know, they pay. But now the question has come up that if people are working remotely outside mm-hmm. of the city, should they be forced to pay city income tax since they are not working there. So it's being kicked around now by the IRS, and they they may get an exemption from this due to the pandemic. So it's a kind of a wait-and-see type of thing now, and a lot of accountants and CPAs are wrestling with this. Of course, there's some the opposite, right? There's some whose normal job is to work within the city. But now they're working from home and they live outside the city. Yeah, that's that's what they're they're fighting with or they're wrestling with whether or not they should have to pay that city income tax. Because they are they're technically, physically not working in the city. They're working in, you know, the suburban areas from home. Well, we'll let the experts uh... Yeah. They they live at work now. They work at live. <laughs> they live at work because they're working remotely, so from their homes. Okay. I need that. Okay. Crap down on me. Okay. Try control alt delete. 
see what that does if it brings it back. Nothing. There you go. Um, let's see here, folks. Let's uh, make sure we cover the weather here. Um, they say the showers should be done by ten, which is uh, just about ten minutes away. Otherwise, light and variable wind becoming northwest five to eight miles per hour, particularly this afternoon. But the chance of continued precipitation is listed at 80%. New precipitation amounts between uh, a quarter to a half an inch are possible. Tonight, that all continues. It says a chance of rain, even snow showers before 3 a.m. Then a slight chance of snow showers between 3 and 4. Low tonight, 28 degrees. Wow. And this is not an April Fool's forecast. The Mother Nature's getting in on the pranks, but it's not a prank. Chance of precipitation over, (coughs) excuse me, overnight, 50%. Yeah. Um, I, I guess this is, uh, our, our weather people are saying this is very likely the, <coughs> the last, um, um, cold spell. I hope they're right. Oh, here's a f- officially a freeze warning that goes into effect from uh, 3 a.m., Tomorrow until 10 a.m. Actually, if you go one more line down there. Okay. Goes into effect. 5.30 tonight. Well, actually, tomorrow night. Thursday evening. Is today the 31st? Today, yes. Okay. So, I see what you mean. Well, anyway, the next few days, uh, any delicate flowers, bring in, please. Save them. Okay. Let's see. We, for two days, we've been trying to get something to share with you that I thought was amusing. And uh, it's something I can't print. It's, or I would have. So the only way... I can do it is to bring my little computer in here and have it displayed and then read from the computer. And it's some interesting facts about Easter. Except that yesterday we couldn't get it running when we wanted it, and today we're having trouble too. Um, I've got it. And I'm just, I don't know what to do. You still, uh... It, it, you know, it lost it, right? Okay. It's a website. Type in there, uh, when you get to Google, just type Wallet Hub and see if it retains that address you had in before. Okay. Well, this is kind of embarrassing. Two days in a row, it's not worked for us. Um, Let's see, what other news items are going on? Well, the NCAA tournament is going on now. All four teams have been established to the final four. By the way, Shane says he has the results in and and where you stand in in the brackets there, too. I don't think um, I want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Michigan was upset last night by number 11 seed UCLA. So now it's uh, Michigan, or excuse me, UCLA, Gonzaga, Baylor, and I believe Houston are the final four teams. The semifinals are Saturday, and the uh, final game is Monday. 
and the women's tournament continues on as well. The final four coming up. Well, um, there's a lot of political stuff going on. <laughs> Isn't there always? <laughs> well, I don't recall it being as, as we use the term awful, as it has been recently. And it's, it's troubling. I want people to get along more. Yeah, and incidentally, the women's Final Four is coming up um, this weekend as well. Friday, number one seed South Carolina takes on Stanford. And uh, also Friday, number three, Arizona, takes on number one seed Yukon, Connecticut. Pretty good Final Four pairings right there. Well, I'm trying what you've suggested here, and I'm getting nowhere. Um, here we go. I think I found it. Hooray! And the boys all yelled With out. With only three big... minutes left to go. Hooray! <laughs> With only three minutes left to go. No okay. internet, it says now. Oh, jeez. Can you go down there and sign back into uh, number two? WXTQ number two. Verifying communications, it says. Live radio, folks. Ain't it fun? Um, Glad we aren't as bad as this normally. I punched it, but I don't know what it's doing. I bet none of you out there have gone through these sort of problems, right? All you folks are perfect at your computers. I'm sure of it. That's what I've said many times, that cell phones and computers are great when they work. Sometimes this happens when you get into electronics. It worked perfectly back in my office. I give up. Uh, Scott, uh, sing a a song, will you? Oh, okay. Uh, You are my sunshine. (laughs) My only sunshine. You make me happy <laughs> when skies are gray. <laughs> okay, we got two We'll save minutes. that one for get, Ruth get, and get, Kim. Get, get How about that? Get something. <laughs> okay. Anything. It can be uh, Captain Kangaroo as far as I'm concerned. Um, this is uh, awful. Okay, let's see here. So which one are you using? We don't have time to read it. Oh, oh so you're in two. Put on a happy face. Okay. That's what we do. Tony Bennett for about 120 seconds. Gray skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face. Brush off those clouds and cheer up. You got it. Put on a happy face And take off that gloomy mask of tragedy Yeah It's not your style No, it's not your style You look so good that you'd be glad you decided To smile, darling Pick out a pleasant outlook Okay Stick out that noble chin You know how to tell them Wipe off that full of doubt Look Slap on a happy grin <laughs> And spread sunshine All over the place Put on a happy face Take it uh-huh. Put on a 
In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. There's promising news in the effort to get kids vaccinated against the coronavirus. Pfizer says a small study of 12 to 15-year-olds found its shot to be highly effective with virtually no side effects. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. Remarkable efficacy in that it prevented symptomatic disease as well as hospitalizations. This is a major step forward in terms of herd immunity in that 25% of the United States population is under the age of 21. 12-year-old Caleb Chong was happy to be part of the trial. Usually I'm just at home doing online school and there's not much I can really do to fight back against the virus. This will be day three of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's murder trial. He's charged in the death of George Floyd. Correspondent Jamie Ucas from the Hennepin County Courthouse. Among those who testified yesterday was an off-duty firefighter who was there. Genevieve Hansen said she was frustrated she was not allowed to render aid to Floyd and claimed officers never checked for a pulse. There was a man being killed and had I had access to a call similar to that, I would have been able to provide medical attention to the best of my abilities. She's expected back on the stand today. Republican lawmakers already balking at President Trump's $2 trillion 